Hello everyone and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent Book Club episode 19 and we're in chapter 9 which is called Voice and Body and we're particularly in the first half today which is called Praying with Your Body. Um, Lots in this chapter about the physicality of prayer so uh, the idea of different positions, body positions for praying, kneeling, standing, lying prostrate, those kind of things. Uh, but there's a little bit at the end about fasting and I just wanted to talk to you about fasting. seems appropriate because it's Lent, doesn't it, to talk about fasting. And uh, I- I'm often um, amazed, I think it would be fair to say, uh, by how little teaching I ever hear on fasting and, and actually by how many conversations I have with people who've not ever really thought much about what it is, apart from just kind of, you know, not having food or something. Um, and so I wanted to just introduce you to three kinds of fasting um, and just see if they're helpful for you, especially with two weeks left of Lent. You might want to give some thought to the fasting you're doing at the moment, if you're doing any, if you've given up anything, chocolate or anything like that. Um, but also how you might build a discipline of fasting into your prayer life. So um three kinds of fasting there are more kinds of fasting than this in the bible but like for the sake of not holding you up for too long i'll just go on three and just give you a little bit of a few of my thoughts on how i think about them and what they mean to me in my life and i'm no <laughs> i have to say uh right at the start i'm no good at any of them actually so um please don't think you're listening to someone who's totally nailed the fasting thing because i really haven't um, I like food way too much um, and I'm not actually very good at giving things up generally. Uh, so, um, yeah, so it's a challenge for me as much as it is for anyone else, I suspect. So three different kinds of fasting um, to sort of get your heads around. Firstly, um, discipline fasting is what I call it. So you might also call it religious fasting. So in the Old Testament, uh, a whole rhythm of fasting was inaugurated when Moses uh, got the law from God and gave it to the people of Israel and and so it was a part of their year that they would fast at certain times and um, as you know by the fact that we're in Lent that's something that's carried on over through the early church and into our traditions today that we uh, that Christianity has a regular rhythm of uh, seasons of self-denial so uh, times of fasting that might be you know when I was at school although I didn't go to a catholic school when I was at school for a few years at a girls school we never had anything other than fish on a Friday for lunch which was partly because coming out of the kind of the catholic tradition of not eating meat on a Friday so these things run through history but for me I think it's a really important consideration this idea of discipline fasting the idea of regularly choosing to make a habit of regularly abstaining from something self-denial denying yourself something so that might be uh, that you choose not to eat sugar one day of the week or it might be and fasting doesn't all have to be food remember so it might be that you have a day of the week uh, when you come off social media it might be that you're doing what you do at the moment which is it's the kind of once a year you uh, give up something for Lent. Uh, the idea of it is it's a it's a regular practice that reaffirms our priorities. 
So if, for instance, I were going to be someone who did a social media fast once a week, it'd be my way of saying that um, I take a day of the week to remind myself regularly that you could go lots of ways with this, that God's opinion of me is more important than how many likes I've got on my latest posts or that connecting with God in a in a deep and intentional way is more important than having read all of my friends latest news stories whatever it may be um and i think there's something about this which is choosing practices which affirm the priorities that you want to affirm in your life in a way uh you could argue that something like sabbath is a is a fast you know fasting from work choosing to lay aside everything that counts as work for a day states the priority that rest in God is more important uh, than uh, it is more important to establish that rhythm in your life than than it is to work and be uber effective and do seven days of work a week Uh, you see what I mean so there's the whole thing of discipline fasting which is about stating your priorities and this is one to think about off the end of Lent if you have been fasting for Lent is there anything that you want to carry on doing and are there rhythms of fasting that you want to build into your life because you know that it is good to do something to deny yourself something as a reminder of a priority second kind of fasting i'm going to call sharpening fasting and actually that is i believe what daniel and his friends were doing when they first ended up in in the babylonian court and uh, you if you remember the story um they started to be fed all this amazingly rich food and partly the food it wasn't um fitting for them to eat because of their own faith but also they i get the feeling from reading the story that they knew they needed to stay on their toes they needed to stay sharp and uh, to get into the kind of the gluttony and the heavy drinking as it were of the court wasn't going to help them to establish themselves in a right way in that place didn't have any choice about being there but they did have some choices about how they would live once they got there. And so they um, asked for just very plain, simple food. Uh, and despite the fact that they weren't eating as well, or arguably what we know nutritionally now, maybe because of the fact that they weren't eating quite as well as uh, everyone else in the court, they they were stronger and healthier and sharper at the end of it. And it, it's a very regular practice that lots of people do to choose a kind of a sharpening fast. So... Uh, it might be um, going vegetarian for a few weeks or it might be um, uh, giving something up for a few weeks. Not like the Lenten thing, just because I do this once a year, but because actually I want to I want something to change in my life. I want something to change in my relationship with God or I want something to change in my habits, my attitudes. I want something to shift in me. And so I choose to change something in my lifestyle for a specific period of time not once a week forever not once a year forever but for a specific season and for a specific reason and I wonder if you want to have a think about you've got two weeks till Easter is there something uh, that you think actually I really want this to change in my life Uh, and so here's a way that I can embody that by fasting something by giving something up specifically for the purpose of uh, getting sharper, uh, of 
of focusing, of intentionally pursuing that change in my life. So that's a sharpening fast. And a third one I want to talk to you about is the breakthrough fast. Now, this is um, if you remember the story of Esther, you there were there were a number of situations like this in in kind of Old Testament uh, times when the people of Israel were under threat or something bad was about to happen. And so a leader would call a fast and the fast was about crying out to God for rescue, basically. And that's what Esther did. So she um, she asked Mordecai to to call the whole of the Hebrew people to a three day fast as she uh, approached the king to request uh the rescue uh, the ch- sorry to request the changing of the edict which Haman uh, had instituted that the whole of her people would die so she had this huge deal to this huge burden and she basically said to Mordecai you I need you to you know people need to fast and pray so that we get some breakthrough and that kind of fast I think is actually sometimes it might sound weird but it's sort of the easiest in some way isn't it and if I'm teaching fasting it's always the one I suggest people do first because to give up food or to give something up um, but I think breakthrough fasting particularly is food or um, yeah I think it probably is you can give other things up for breakthrough fasting but just thinking about it people do normally do this with food interestingly so giving up food is a very visceral very physical way of bringing your whole body into the prayer this was like saying this is so important that this is not just a prayer that I want to pray in my mind it's not just a prayer I want to pray with my heart it's a prayer I want to pray with my whole body and so the hunger the 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 hunger pangs the sort of the the bring the 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 your body wanting food and not having it, that all becomes a part of that desperate cry to God. Um, actually, uh, for uh, for a lot of the the fasts in the Old Testament, you didn't just have you didn't just have the fasting. You had the you know the sackcloth and ashes. Sometimes there was a penitence uh, angle to it. There was a sense of God. Uh, we're sorry if we've grieved you and we're crying out to you for breakthrough. There was a very physical kind of prayer and um, sackcloth and ashes probably less the deal nowadays, I'm thinking. Uh, but that sense of turning your whole body into a prayer by not eating for a, a short amount of time is a is a is a deep and an old tradition and something which there's nothing quite like it. There's no other way of praying quite like that and I know at times in my life when I've been desperate for breakthrough that is that has seemed like the most obvious and the most real way to pray so again in the next two weeks heading up to Easter is there something that you're wanting breakthrough for is there something that you know is urgent it's desperate it's not the sharpening thing it's not just that you want something you want to have a change in you it's actually um it's often outside of ourselves, this kind of breakthrough fasting. We often do it for somebody else uh, or we do it for a bigger situation than ourselves. Um, is there something that you think, actually, this, I really, really, really want to pray for some kind of breakthrough? And can I suggest that you set aside a day um, when you fast and at every point that you want to eat throughout that day, you you note and recognize that your body is joining in with your mind and your heart to pray for breakthrough um it 
it suffice it to say, since you're reading a book on prayer, um, <laughs> none of these types of fasting go without prayer, do they? Prayer accompanies all of them. Prayer accompanies the discipline fasting on the days that we're denying ourselves something in order to set priority. Those should be days when prayer comes to the fore. Uh, d- when we're doing sharpening fasting, that's uh, that's when we're changing something in order to change something when we're changing something physical in order to change something uh, spiritual as it were that must be accompanied by prayer uh, it, it's it's only fasting and prayer that is ever going to sharpen you uh, in that sense and then of course breakthrough fasting is it is a prayer breakthrough fasting is your whole body heart mind soul body engaged in a prayer so have a think in these next couple of weeks is there some kind of fasting that you want to uh, take up and uh, and if you do, uh, may it just be a really blessed time. May it surprise you at being maybe hard, but deeply meaningful.